0: If you can't argue, keep quiet. As you are saying their own outside, be saying your own inside. I hope you're getting my point. Deli- Listen, what you are doing, remember, we say, when you are conversing with people, you are praying. And what I'm saying today is magnify the Lord even in those conversations. Even with children in the house, I do it deliberately. Listen, my children fall ill once in a while. And I'm a Christian. And I also have medical training, so the unconscious thing, you know, you start program what is wrong. That day, my my son broke into a rash. I wasn't sure of what it was. First night, I said, "Don't worry, whatever it is, it's going away. You will be healed. The Lord will take care of you. It will clear." Do you understand? He said, "Yes, Daddy." Then one day, I told him the medical name for the rash. Then he forgot. He came back. I said, "What What's that name again?" I said, "The name is God. Is a healer." Go. <laughs> to him, he said, "I said, no, I beg, don't, don't memorize anything. Why well, I even told him? I said he wants to be a doctor. Here, my mother talked one day, and decided that so he, he, he reads, he reads anatomy and stuff like that already. It's in GS two, so we well, already he has apps where you he, come tell me, teaching me anatomy of the bone and all of that. Fine. So that's why our discussion even went into that. when I came, he said, Daddy, why did you say that rash is again?' I, says, I said the rash is Jesus is the healer. Go.' <laughs> I just leave it and go once in a while my wife will say, have you checked the ration is back I said I have he said how is it I said victory it's going right he said yes that, it go- that this is the discussion the, the basic discussion is that it is clearing what I'm seeing is irrelevant but baseline he and I will discuss is going God is cleaning your body you are well in the name of Jesus now go go Go. That's the baseline. That is a baseline. It's a baseline. You see, one of the things Christians need to understand again is that when Jesus said that, believe you have, most translation says, believe you have received, it has created confusion for us. What I believe Jesus said is, which is what you find in King James, believe you receive, which is not good English. That English does not exist for us. It's when they tried to pick the Greek and toss it into English. It came out as, believe you receive. But what we now wanted to make in proper English out of it. We say, believe you have received. The Christians got confused. He was there declaring things that created confusion. But I haven't examined it up and down. This is my conviction. What he said is that, I believe you are receiving. Believe the process has started and it is working. So I didn't tell myself, don't worry, your skin is clear. Right now, there's nothing on your skin. Physically, we can see it. But which direction is it going? It's going away. <laughs> are you getting my point? So I told him from the beginning, I said, you are getting well. This rush will clear. You will be fine. Listen to me. No, at the end of the day, medically speaking, I said, naturally, this is what's supposed to happen, okay? But even if natura- naturally it's supposed to get worse, I won't change that thing. No. I will not change it. Including in conversations, that's what I'm emphasizing. Hey, what is the cause of all of this again, No wait, relax. God is on the throne. Jesus is still the healer. No matter what the cause of all of this is, you know where it's going to end? Healing. That's why Jesus didn't use to bother himself too much on where something started from. They said, who's saying that this one should be born blind? He said, Peter, James, John, why are you giving me work to be this, you know, the of spirits to check, okay, okay, who's sin? Mm-hmm. was it him? Mm-hmm. No. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, what matters? Is that he said, I must walk the walk of him who sent me while it is day. That's the glory of God. Jesus just interpreted that thing in light of the end. It's not as if God now took a man and said, let me make you sick. Then when I heal you, I will take glory. That's cheap glory. God is not like that. So when the Lord said that uh, it's for the glory of God, he wasn't saying that God sat down one day and said, what do we do? Punish this man for all these years. Make him blind. They will not take glory. That's cheap glory. That was, That's cheap glory. What the Lord Jesus did was to deliberately refuse to explain why the man was blind. Because he said it's irrelevant. He said, what matters is we'll do the work of him that sent me while it is there. If we do that, you will find this blindness is for the glory of God. Watch it. That's, what, that, that's why you said, uh, we, of course, we know no, nothing goes wrong for nothing. There must have been a reason. What, what, what difference does it make? Uh, can I show you? I, 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 told you I, I know a lot of science, you know, the science of medicine. I know a lot of it. They don't study in details what has easy cure. Once the cure is easy, the study is normally very low. I, I, I don't know if I get my point. Once the cure of a sickness is very easy, what cost it? They don't invest money in it. Because to study these things are expensive. These things are expensive. the studies. It's expensive. So what we do a lot of, like, Okay, let me give you an example just for to, a to moment. There's one called benign tumors. Tumor, okay, yeah, doctor, you know. So tumors are benign or cancers. Alright? The ones that are benign tumors... I can show you our books. Next to nothing... This is That's what I do as a specialty pathology. If oh, you ask me what causes this benign tumor, you must say that I don't know. Because the studies on them, very, very, very few. But the deadly killing ones, the books literally that has been written, the books that have been written on the cause of cancers literally can fill this whole hole. And more. Because we keep looking for it. Do you know why? We have no cure. Are oh, you getting my point? So we are hoping that if we find where it started from, we'll be able to cure it. But once we have a cure, we don't discuss it. Where did it come from? Doesn't matter. We cut a knife. Remove it. Boom. You don't go. Go home. Next. Where did it come from? Doesn't matter. Take this two tablets. Go home. Next. Once we have the cure, why waste time? In the same manner, spiritual things. That's how it is so. Jesus knows that whether you are born blind, or you became blind along the way, whether it's your father that sinned, your mother or your uncle conniving with your auntie doesn't, doesn't matter. Now you have encountered me, your blindness is over, sight has come to you. So, no matter what it is, no matter the name, we start with the discussion. In this household, Jesus is the healer. And let me just, I said this some time ago, I've forgotten it, that I have not done it for some time. I used to do it with my children. If I was around that time, we did this teaching. I took it home. When we were doing Bible study in the morning, I said, "Let's just talk about the Lord. We're not saying anything special. Let's just talk about Him." No, Jesus heals the sick. Yes, with Him there's nothing incurable. Yes. Eh? He supplies food. Yes. Why do we have? Food? We just be talking. Are you getting my point? There's no prayer. you are just doing what? You are just talking. I used to tell them, "I said, let's talk about the Lord." We did it a number of times, but I've not done it in a while. Even though along the line, was still like recently, I began to do a study. For, <laughs> I should tell you this joke. As I was talking about the eternal plan of man, uh, eternal plan of God for the for mankind with the children. So I started with Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens, and the earth. So we had a discussion on that. As I said science wants to tell us that 4.7 billion years ago, nothing was going nowhere, and all of that, and then suddenly it exploded. They call it the Big Bang. So, I said, does that make sense? All of them look like, what? Of course it doesn't make sense. We took down for this analyzing why it doesn't make sense. That if you are going somewhere in the bush, nowhere, suddenly see, bush, no, nothing. They suddenly just see an, a straight road, straight with gutters. Will it occur to you that an earthquake caused that? The children said, no, it's not possible. I said, how can this whole complexity of life have come out of nothing? We all agreed. The next day, I want to review what we studied yesterday. I said, What's the big bang? My little boy Victory said, Big bang. Nothing, no time, nowhere, no reason, boom. <laughs> 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 My wife and I laughed. That, that is, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> that was victory for you. He said, Nothing, no time, nowhere, no reason, boom. That's how ridiculous the theory is. We just said that and said, look, we're just talking about the Lord. He's a creator. We talked about the concept of sin. We read Romans chapter 1. What happens to people when they refuse to give thanks, when they refuse to acknowledge Him as God? That's also talking about God. Like I said, I'm going to do a lot of talking today. I just want you to understand it. Our prayer, when we are talking with one another, we are praying. When you analyze the situation of your life, you are praying. You are single, you and your friends are discussing the kind of girl or the kind of guy you would like to marry. I hope you know it's a prayer point. Don't kill your destiny at that point. A lot of people that they have murdered their destiny. A man came and wants to marry you. You can't marry everybody now by force. But must you tear them to pieces behind insulting children of God behind your back, their backs? Say, don't mind that one. To he to wants to marry. Rubbish. What does he have? Me, yeah, I'll follow him to enter Keke. Okay? You are talking your rubbish. They go. The Lord is hearing. The Lord is here. Do you get my point? Even in your heart, when you are thinking it, I hope you know it's hearing. There are things you don't see. Ah, we can't discuss those things in details now. When you are talking, you are single. You have not married though. You are very very single. You are straight like one. You are single like one. And then you are these single people will now congregate together. And you know the truth? They are all very ignorant. They don't know anything. You'll now be emphasizing their ignorance. That's not good. What you should just do? Once you congregate together, I say, guys, wait till we go talk. We'll talk about women. All right. Proverbs chapter 31, everybody open. Just read this. <laughs> don't say more than that. Because if you say any other thing, you will sin. They start saying things like, Houses and riches are from the father. From the fathers. A prudent wife is from the Lord. Then tell stories. You know, that time, Abraham sent Eliezer to go and look for a wife. For Isaac. Do you know God led him and led him until he found the choice of God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's thank God who is the choice maker. The leader of Eliezer. He led Elias then he will lead us today. That's how to talk. No, you know, there's one rubbish, one man of on God told me once. I finished sharing the word with him. He said, Ah. He said, sir, are you married? I said, no. He said, you are from Lagos. I said, yes. Ah. He said, be careful of Lagos sisters. I used to wonder, what are you preaching? So I said to oh God, "Wait." I opened my Bible for him to uh, Exodus chapter seven. I said, "There's a woman whose heart is a snare, whose hands are chains." I said, "The one who's pleasing to God will escape from her, but the sinner will be enticed." I said, oh "God, even if I'm in the midst of a million Jezebels, I won't marry one." He said, "Amen, amen. Yes, I thank God." <laughs> that was the answer I gave him. That. Uh, you, you, God will help me. You, don't, you, did, you, don't, you, you did not know me when I was hot. Oh. Honestly, all this busy here and there has, has calmed my head down a bit. Do anything you say, I had a scripture to answer you. He finished talking. I just said, oh, God, wait. I quoted Ecclesiastes chapter 7 for him. I said, there's a woman whose heart is a smear, whose hands are chains. I said, the one who's prison to God will escape. The sinner will be enticed. I said, what I need, sir? It's to make sure my ways are pleasing to the Lord. Let there be one million Jesus around me. I will not be entrapped by any one of them. That's how Christians talk. That's prayer. I hope you get my point. It's not when you are finished talking nonsense. Women are very dangerous. They cannot be trusted. And you know, men sit, Christian men sit down and discuss like that. Say, look at them as they are coming to church. You don't know what's inside their heart. You say, you know that sister now? Which one? Sister Angela. I know her. I don't trust her. like <laughs> Say people like that. That is, you spend so much time talking nonsense, you cannot be blessed. They will not be telling stories. You know, one of the things, one day, I, I, I mean, I was with some of our friends, this was shortly after I came to Enugu. When Mr. Abyss was open that time, when there, some of us, we're talking. Do you know? People were talking. Christians were discussing stories of infidelity, infidelity, infidelity. After a while, I say it's enough. We thought we're talking about the bad things society we should not do. I said, ah, Don't we have positive things to say? I didn't start looking for stories. After everybody kept quiet. I said telling all kinds of beautiful stories of what God has done. Ah, don't you have, every time you want to talk that's, you know, I've told you before. Let me, remind, let me repeat it. You saw this rubbish. They fall up and down. Uh, be careful. Frustras can wipe out your account in one day. There was a man. He went to Abuja. From Abuja, he went to Asokoro. From Asokoro, he went to... Give you another know, part of it. Anyway, he went. As he was going there, he had pink, pink, pink in his phone. And his money was going. He was going. You now remember that he went for one ATM. If you see an ATM that has yellow color and blue lines, don't go there, you know. And they say they are warning you. They say forward it to those you love. Before they me rubbish, scaring me. That's why there was a time, three sixty-five questions to ask before you say I do. <laughs> I read two of two or three of them. I said you can never say I do in your life if you read that book. It's not possible. <laughs> Just be single. You are not going anywhere. It's obvious. You know why? This book is full of horror stories. There was one guy, he married a girl in London. Then went to America, married an Indian, American Indian. Then went to Mexico, married a Mexican woman. Then came to Nigeria and married a Christian girl in church. And she did not know. Next time, ask the man, how many places have you married before? That's one story. The next story, there was one guy, he had an Obanji spirit. He married the spirit world, came to the physical world, he married. Him, and asked, my and asked, and sister married him. And the night of their wedding, he turned to lion. Ask, are you a lion? I, I, I looked the book. David said, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I said, stop. You're not helping me. I remember I went to one house. They killed the man. They raped the woman. They, 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 they used the children to do swear. So yeah. This country is difficult. Too, and you forward it. You are a wicked soul. That your phone will die. It will not work again. Say amen now. Amen. You fought that kind of thing. If you told me, I will call you. I will warn you seriously. I said, My brother, when fear comes into our heart, Peter will sink. Don't make me sink. You should not be the reason why I will sink in this life. Why didn't you tell me the story of people who were delivered? I told the story of our brother who told me that fear, he was in the north, the atmosphere was charged. He knew there was crisis, you know, this kind of thing. They that people are coming to invade. He said, These are bloodthirsty. He gave me the name of a tribe in the north. And it was a youth copper. He said, he went to his room to go and pray. He said, Then suddenly he felt there was somebody in his room. And he turned and looked. He said, There was this giant black guy. He said, I've never been able to describe him as handsome. He said, To call him handsome is to undermine his appearance. He said, The man was beautiful. He said, His head reached to the ceiling. He crossed his hand like this and he blocked my door. I saw that even air could not pass through that door. A youth copper, alone, in one corner of the north where there was trouble. He said, I turned, I saw him. He said, I told myself, who is this? Then suddenly in my spirit I felt, this is your guardian angel. He said, then a peace came upon me I could not explain. He said, suddenly there was peace everywhere around me. Now that's two what well Paul said. He said we we're, we're, I sorry, Peter. He said we were eyewitnesses of His Majesty. Yes. You know what he was saying? He said, "Now we have a prophetic word, made doubly sure." Yes. So after that day, I, I don't fear anything. That's why he goes to all kinds of crazy places. He knows he's not alone. That, those are the stories I want to hear. For telling me about the people that sank. Listen, you are not a statistic. God watches over you like the apple of his eye. You know? <laughs> I was into the poster, and he explained that. I understood what he, that he meant a bit before. But when he explained it better, I said, wow. He said, what's the apple of the eye? Is the, this black part of your eye. He said, when he said, God watches over you like the apple of the eye. So what it means is that God is the eye, eye, what's this one? I lead. You know what happens? Once something goes near your eye, what's the first thing that happens? The eyelid drops. said, That's how God watches over you. Is <laughs> the eyelid is watching. Anything, bam, he blocks it. He said, Don't come near here. Ah, the thing is struck by it. said, Oh, that's what he means. Those are the kind of things we share. You should share it. You should share stuff like that. David said, Magnify the Lord with me. Talk about God who has delivered people in the times of trouble. I remember once, I went to somewhere what do you, near that, um, this is uh, ogui Road. You know, anyway, one of, there was one man, one tailor we had that time. I went to his shop to go and collect something. So, you know, later on, it was after it had happened, that I realized that what God must have done. I was driving a sharp car, you know, cars are sharp. I had a V-boot, what they call V-boot, 300E that time. So I parked it on that side street. It was the only car parked. Later on, I realized that those boys must have been after me. It made no sense to think otherwise. I came from work. I was well dressed, wore a tie, a shirt, you know, looked like a responsible. I walked into that place. Suddenly I, I looked outside because I see there was a bit of quiet and a 505 was w- walking and some boys were, were inside, young boys. And one was walking on the road. Okay. Following the car, coming towards my, where I was. And under this thing, I saw the gun. Like this. The gun was sticking out. And I could recognize it. And he was walking like this. Then suddenly, you know, I was standing. I was waiting for them to give me something, or I, I was just I, standing around the shop. It was that time, I don't know how many of you were in that time, when Amrobri was a serious man, putting people in boot. I was driving a V-boot. When I wanted to buy that car, the Jesus said, Ah, I'm robust, love V-boots. You know what I said? I also love it too. I said, it makes two of us. I said, so, you will now, will now know who God sent to town and who God did not send. I said, they will leave town. I will abide. I will drive my car in peace. That's why I answered people who told me, I'm rubbers love you boots That did, I, only saw, I think they saw my v and they loved it. And the guy was walking towards Suddenly I heard his friend say, i forgot forgotten the guy's name. Let's assume his name was Emeka, Emeka, Emeka. Then they entered the car and they took off. And I was wondering later, what did they see? I don't know what they saw. And that guy rushed back into the car with his friends and took off. And I just did calmly, like, finished my business, and I went home. When it was happening, I didn't. It was later I realized that, bank, do you realize what happened? What just happened? The Lord just delivered you from armed robbers. No, it, um, the boy had this gun on his, under his belt, and he covered it with his uh, shirt. And I could identify it. Tell me such stories. What did they see? We don't know. Tell us stories of people, true stories. People say, huh, the reason why we don't come to your house is that those guards are terrible. And the man they are telling is says, which guards? He doesn't have guards. I can stand here and be telling you stories. My auntie, I told you, I don't know what they saw, but I can tell you the ones that people saw. The one that happened in Suri a woman came out early in the morning to go for early morning mass. Boys were waiting. I'm robbers. They opened the gate for her. She drove her like this. They blocked the car. And then two men just showed up from nowhere. They described them. One was tall, you not know, lanky. The other one was shorter and thick. Both of them wearing white. And they, the, the thieves, you know what they call disappearing? What they saw in details, we don't know. But one of them just went... Held the gate for the man, for the woman to either drive back in or continue moving. When she was gone, they locked the gate and they walked away into darkness. Should we stand here and be telling angel stories? People in this hall have come to tell me their angel stories before. My friend was alone on a stretch of road in the north, hungry because he was participating in a long fast. And his tire went down. He came out and looked at the tires. And two full-animal men came from inside the bush and said, Oga, he said they spoke perfect English. Your tire is down. Can we help you? They told him sit inside the car. He said they didn't ask me one question. They knew where my jack was. They knew where my spares were. My spare was. They knew where everything was. They jacked the car up, changed the tire, told me they were done. He said I had two hundred naira notes. That is hundred naira notes two. I took one and gave to them to say thank you. So they collected the money. So as I was about to drive off, I turned around to say bye bye. So I didn't see them again. He said, if you've been to, he was telling me, he said, the ground is flat. He said, where could they have disappeared to? He was going to Kano. He said, when I got to Kano and I parked, I looked. He said, Banker, I'm not mistaken. He said, I saw the money I He said, I am sure. He said, "They were just two notes. He said, the other one was in my pocket. He said, the one I gave me was on my seat. He said, that was when I broke into goose pimples. I realized my tire had just been chained by angels. I mean, that's the story you should be telling me. Almost scaring me, but I don't that they butchered in the bush. Listen to me, you will not be butchered. Amen. I will not be butchered. Amen. Our Father is watching over us. He has given His angels charge concerning us. They will keep us in all our ways. I declare to you under the authority of the word of God and the name of Jesus. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will have no cause to fear any evil. If you travel day, you travel night, safety is your portion. In your going out, in your coming in, you will be safe. If you live alone in a hut in the middle of the jungle, safety is your portion. David said, magnify the Lord with me. So you go through your Bible, and I started doing it. Everywhere I find anything describing God, I mark it. Thank God for Bible apps, smart devices. If I open my phone, my tab, my computer, once I just click excellency, God's excellencies, you will see hundreds of scriptures line up. When I said I wanted to extract it for you, it was not going to be work. Just time I needed. Just a line up. Because any time I'm reading, I mark them. I mark them. We tell you, the Lord is a light. That is, I have no reason to walk in darkness. It's my light and my salvation. You say, I have no reason to fear anybody. He's the strength of my life. Why should I be afraid of anybody? You know my favorite scriptures these days. There is none like the God of Jacob, who raised the heavens to him to help me. And through the skies in his majesty, he said, The eternal God is a dwelling place. And underneath me are his everlasting arms. Say, He has driven out the enemies from before me, saying, to Let destruction overtake them. Ah, that's what we should be discussing. Remember, when we are, and see, I'm not talking about when we're in church, let's worship eternal God. He is a good God. No, that one is good. He has his place. I'm talking about when we are talking. Your friend comes and tells her, ah, doctor said I have this disease. First, they said, don't worry. There is nothing incurable with our father. We are discussing, We have not even checked which medicine they gave. Which, what did they say they would do? You know, say? They said that they will say, don't worry. I've thought about it. I think they are wrong. God is good to you. We are just talking. We have not prayed, though. Sometimes God will not even let you pray. You finish that discussion, you will go away. Then you go back to the doctor next time. doctor will just say, ah, Wait, sorry, excuse me. Please go ahead and run this test. If you're running the test, you look at it. Say, oh, no, 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 I think you'll be fine. Please just take this tablet for the next one week. I know the one week, let me see you again. Then one week, say, oh, sorry, I think we're wrong. You are going to be fine. He wasn't wrong. The Lord has changed his story. That's why, you know, you know my gospel now. I don't believe that God does much in the past. He does. He does every, Many things he has changed in your past, you don't even realize it. And he so changed it. <laughs> There's one scripture I like about God. He said, God destroys some people and he the memory of them. Ha! Ah, did I read I said, what? That there are people that existed on this earth. When God finished judging them, there's no archaeological record. That the Bible says God, so he erases memories, that he can wipe out. That he, that God can wipe out memories. Ah, it don't mean that sometimes in your life some things are so painful. You know, abroad they have this thing they do, in which we do is yeah, psychology. They want to help you to dig into your past to unearth what is controlling you that you don't know. That's evil practice. What God does is to make you forget even more than before. That's what He does. They'll tell you the trauma you have gone through. You say, eh, me? When? They say, you're in denial. They leave it like that. I mean, at peace at least. <laughs> say, you're in denial. I say, yes, thank you. I mean, the peace of God which passes all understanding. There's a way God blesses you. Even you, you are confused. That's what we need to be talking about. Too. That's what we're talking about. Like I said, next time, I'm going to compile a lot. We'll just start. We'll share it. Maybe that's what we should do. Different will read different scriptures. We have. We'll have the, remind me that that's what I said we'll do. Just be reading about God. We can discuss about it. We will get a keyboardist to play for us in the background. We'll just be reading about him. There are hundreds of scriptures that just magnify God. And the more we magnify him, the more his power is manifested. That's the love of God. Let's rise to our feet and give it all thanks. Let's thank him. There, is no, there are no accidents in life. Oh. God is the governor amongst the nations. Please just magnify him. Magnify him. In any way you know. You see, David kept on doing that. Things like, the Lord is my shepherd. That's magnifying God. The Lord is my shepherd. Because of that, I shall not want. He's my shepherd. The focus is on him being the shepherd. That was the focus. That whole psalm can be summarized in one sentence. The Lord is my shepherd. So magnify your shepherd this evening. Say, Lord, you are the one leading me. Now, please, don't focus on the I shall not want. We tend to focus on the I shall not want part. Tonight, we focus on the shepherd part. We focus on the fact that he's the one leading. We focus that he's the one leading. He's the one that makes me dwell. You know, that's what he focused. The fact that he's the one. Say, Lord, you are my shepherd. I like that, Jeremiah. So, you are praying, I'll read that one out again. Say, there's none like you, O oh Lord. And remember, you're supposed to talk to your friends like that, you're supposed to talk to your wife like that. He said, honey, there is none like our God. Our God has brought us together. We will do his will in our lives. He is our shepherd. We obey him. In raising our children, we obey him. In spending our money, we obey him. In letting one another, we obey him. Why is the shepherd? There is no need to be afraid. The problem why people make crazy decisions is that they magnify everything else. They take the name of the Lord and place it on the vain thing. So there's none like you O oh Lord. You are great and great is your name in might. Who would not fear you O oh king of the nations? <laughs> How can we blame Buhari for the problems in this country? He said why do you regard man whose breath is in his nostrils? Why do you regard man whose breath is in his nostrils? Even if he's a head of state, why do you regard him? Why don't you say where is God my maker? Who gives us songs in the night? Why don't you say that? Jeremiah said, there is none like you, O God. You are great. And great is your name in might. Who will not fear you, O king of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations and all their kingdoms, there is none like you. He said, the Lord is a true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. (laughs) It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. He causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth and makes lightning for the rain. And brings out the wind from his storehouses. The portion of the true Israel. The Israel of God is not like the fake gods. He is the maker of all. And we are the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Come magnify him. Magnify him. I give you an assignment. When you are talking to your friends, Say something about the Lord. See, the Lord is good. The Lord is king. Jesus is Lord. The Lord is the healer. The Lord is the supplier. The Lord knows me inside out. Let's magnify him. Let's magnify him. There is none like him. Let's magnify him. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my shield. The horn of my salvation. Let's magnify the Lord. Let's magnify him. Magnify in every every. with repentance. There are times in which we have given his glory to other things. If you follow me on Twitter, I said the other day, God cannot give you money until he first explains to you money is not God. Worship him again this and say, Lord, you are God. Money is not God. That is, my needs are supplied by you, not by money. I need you. I don't need money. I need you, Lord. I need you. Give the Lord thanks. Give the Lord thanks. Let's worship him this and let's give him thanks. Our Father, we praise you. We acknowledge you as God. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed You know, one thing that God told Moses that he should tell Aaron that Aaron should do to the people of Israel was to place God's name and use it to bless them. That is, to invoke God's name on them. He will say to them, He said, Thus you will bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Are you getting my point? Uh He said, When you say that thing, you will now, by doing that, you will place my name on them. And then I will turn around and I will bless them. When you want to bless people, that's how you do it also. Just carry God's name, put on their head. And look at somebody and say that the Lord is your supplier. If that fellow says, Amen, he will not lack again. I hope you're getting my point. I bless you this evening. said the Lord is your supplier. Amen. The Lord's face shines on you. Amen. The Lord is your defense. Amen. He's your protector. Amen is a shield at your right hand. For his sake, the sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you in all your ways. He's your keeper. He's your keeper. He's your healer. He's your leader. Yes, he's leading you. He's your leader. He's leading you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will have no cause to fear evil. Amen. You will see the Lord, you will not see trouble. Amen. Oh God, I pray you will see him alone. Amen. Yes, you will see the Lord, you will not see trouble. Amen. When people see the Lord, they fall asleep in the midst of adversity. <laughs> Why do you think Elisha was sleeping? When his servant was running up and down, and what shall we do? How shall we do? It was what he saw. I say you will see the Lord. Amen. He will manifest Himself to you. Amen. Father, I pray for your children. Manifest Yourself to them Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, let me tell you, God wants to take away your fears, and let me say, listen to this. He's going to do something that will become a reference for you. That will make prophetic word doubly sure for you. Amen. You will be flat broke. God will not see, send money, but He will send supplies. Amen. Let me say that again. The Lord wants to show somebody here. You know what he said to them? He made you hungry, then he fed you with manna. So that you will understand that man does not live by bread alone. What he was saying is that man's resources is not what he needs to supply his own needs. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God shall a man live. What God does sometimes, he puts you into a straight place. That he will supply your needs so that after that you know, yes, God is with me. After that, life will seem to be moving normally. But he will have given you a crisis point from which point you will never forget a particular scripture again. It will happen to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will be... Somebody here, you will be sick or you are sick right now. God will heal you so dramatically you will know Jesus is alive and is a healer. Amen. There are people there. God will do something for you. Amen. No, I've not said anything Wait. He will take you to a place where... Your best connections can't take you to. Amen. Then when you reach there or not, before you finish the email, you tell him now, go away. Don't use it for anything. I just want you to know that I hold the power. So after now, I don't want to see worry again. And that's what he did to, to Peter. He gave him so much fish. He said, now, let's stop fishing business. So you've seen that it's not by strength that a man will prevail. That's what he did to Peter. After that, he told Peter, let's go. Peter said, I will follow you. Because Peter understood that by strength shall no man prevail. The miracle that will teach you that lesson will happen to you in Jesus' name. Listen, after now, you will not regard man whose breath is in his nostrils. You won't do anything to please any human being. You only do them because it's the right thing to do. Yes, because you won't fear again. You won't fear loss of a job. There are those that fear of loss of work. eh, is why they are diligent. And that is not a blessing. They don't want to be sacked, so they work very hard. So the more they work hard, the less God blesses them. Because they are not working hard for the right reasons. That fear disappears from you in the name of Jesus. Henceforth, you will do your work for the right reasons. Yeah, why? Because you are a child of God. You are a blessing. There is grace with you. You are showing forth the excellences of your father. That's why you work as a child of God. Not because you are afraid to be sacked. Because if one door closes, another one will open. And listen to me. If in the next two weeks you get sacked from somewhere. I want you to rejoice. I don't mean just to calm yourself or be happy. Because you know what it means? Under this unction, what God is saying, that can only happen when I'm taking you to another level. Amen. So don't kill it with fear. Don't kill it with sorrow. You are going to rejoice if it happens to you. Sometimes it's not sacked. Not like they sacked. You just get to work. And what happened? They say the company is holding up. <laughs> so say, what are we going to eat? No, no, don't think like that. Or your company will just say, see, this Enugu has not been very good for us. We are thinking of relocating. We are going to, we are moving somewhere else. You want to come with us? And your spirit will say, no, I'm not going. It's in that case, we'll pay you one month salary or three months. Then we'll close. The- Don't worry. Just rejoice and be glad because God is taking somebody to a new level. You know why? Let's talk about God. Not from the East, not from the West, not from the South comes exhortation. But God is judge. Somebody say God is judge. God is judge. So he's gonna read my track, Daniel. That's what I discussed in that book, and that's why my name is Daniel. I wasn't born Daniel. I picked the name by myself as an adult. Tell you the truth. Because I saw, you know what Daniel means? God, my judge. He said God is judge. When I read that scripture, Ah, uh-uh, Daniel. That's what it means. God is my judge. I went and changed my name to Daniel. I said, because I'm going somewhere great in life, and only God can take me there. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. And let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death, and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness, into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Quickly bless the people around you. Say, this is your season.